You're listening to The Journey Podcast. In this episode, we meet an incredible trauma survivor, coach, and speaker who shares her journey to claim her voice and live an authentic life full of purpose. Some listeners may be triggered by this content, and listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end, this is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Today marks International Mind-Body Wellness Day, and for this special bonus episode, Tarina Maldonado shares her personal journey of surviving trauma and abuse and finding her voice. The secrecy surrounding abuse is what makes it possible to continue. Once the secrecy is dispelled and a truth is brought to light, healing can begin for the survivors. The shame and guilt resulting from abuse need to be processed, as well as all the physical, mental, and emotional trauma. I was privileged to have spoken with Tarina Maldonado, who shared her personal survivor story of escaping abuse and finding her way to healing and advocating for survivors of trauma and abuse. Tarina is a survivor in every sense of the word. Empowered with resilience, empathy, and determination by living through child abuse, sexual assault, and leaving a high-demand religion. As a coach and speaker, Tarina now helps others confidently claim their voice and live an authentic life full of purpose in one-on-one -on -one and corporate settings. Dubbed by Faithwire News, the mom who took on Hollywood and won, her superpower is her unapologetic vulnerability. Tarina has been featured by dozens of national and international media outlets for her harrowing story and powerful message, including the New York Times, CNN, ABC, The Guardian, Vanity Fair, Fox, and The Washington Post. Here is my interview with Tarina Maldonado. Hi, Tarina. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to do this interview. You have such a powerful story for survivors of abuse and trauma, and I'm so grateful you are here to talk about it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Petra. I'm so excited to be with you and your listeners and share some of the things that I've learned over the years. Yes, that's amazing. So let's start right away with your story and find out a little bit more about yourself and where you have come from so far. Yes. So I was born into a family that with parents that did not choose to break the cycle of abuse and instead they perpetuated some of those things. My dad suffers from mental illness. He's been actually diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, which it's a little difficult to even get a diagnosis of that one, as well as bipolar. And so there was a lot of instability, chaos, fear in our home that accompanied mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, sexual abuse. And after leaving home, I 
quickly found myself in a relationship with a, we'll say a man, but really we were like teenagers still. (laughs) And because I hadn't really done any work yet to heal myself, I wasn't able to identify the red flags in that relationship. And I wasn't able to see some of the toxic patterns that were repeating in the relationship that we had together and actually ended up being sexually assaulted by him. But because of the home that I had been raised in and the emphasis on purity culture and those type of things and the lack of any education or respect for my own body autonomy, I actually didn't even realize that that's what it was at that time. I'd never learned anything about consent and especially not in regards to sexuality. I'd only learned about chastity, purity, abstinence. And so it wasn't for, I think, 13, 14 years with the Me Too movement that I actually was able to consciously realize, accept, and put the pieces together that that experience had been sexual assault. So Thankfully, I had already done a lot of healing around the child abuse that I had endured. And so I knew quickly to you know, get into a therapist, to look for groups for support, and really just kind of tackle that healing head on versus maybe thinking I could do it all on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I did that, it really helped to heal and bring to light some other wounds that needed healed from childhood also. And so it's kind of been a real gift to be able to see different areas of growth that have occurred as I've looked at different wounds that have needed healed. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I always admire the strength and courage when you come forward as a survivor and you talk about it and you help so many other people while you do that. And so thank you so much also for being here and talking about that. You're welcome. I'm really passionate about sharing my sexual assault survival story because there was so much shame that I felt around the fact that it took me so long to really realize and put together that that's what had occurred. There was so many thoughts of like, what's wrong with you? How could you not know that? Who doesn't know that they were assaulted? And as I looked for stories similar to mine and other survivor stories, I didn't really find that many. And I think that it's important to kind of help educate people on what consent is and to normalize that if you've not been taught that, if you were raised in a home that was very, very strict in abstinence and purity culture. And especially if you were abused physically or sexually, you may not be able to identify that right away. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you didn't have the knowledge and tools to be able to understand and comprehend that at the time. And the fact that that's coming to you at any space and time in your life means that you are at a place where you are feeling safe and ready to be able to process and heal that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really important to note about any of the trauma and abuse that people have suffered, that a lot of times there's a component where they just didn't know 
where to get help, how to get help, or even that they needed help and how to talk about it. Because like you said, those feelings of shame or guilt that come up. And so, yes, thank you so much for pointing that out and talking about that as well. And what about your own story inspired you to do what you do now? How did you get into that? So my husband and I both were raised in a high demand religion. And a handful of years ago, we stumbled upon some information that kind of quickly made it apparent that the church was not true, nor was it run and inspired by God. And it actually was causing quite a bit of harm to individuals and certain groups of people. And so we left. And as we left, it was incredibly difficult and traumatic because our entire lives had been built around the teachings of the church. And our whole social circle was made up of the people within the church. And every major life decision we'd ever made was based upon what we had been taught and what we had believed. And so there was a lot of loss and a lot of grief that happened. And it's really, really untethering to have your entire foundation just crumble and disappear underneath of you. Mm -hmm. And so we joined support groups. And as I was connecting with other people, I noticed that although it was excruciatingly painful and difficult for me, I noticed that I was kind of able to walk through that healing a little bit more easily than some other people and maybe a little bit more quickly. And then I began to learn about what religious trauma is and the pieces just fell in place. I was like, that's why it's because this is trauma. I know trauma. I know how to heal. I have tools for trauma. (laughs) And so as I began to utilize some of the tools that I had used in healing and processing my child abuse and the sexual assault, I really began to find some peace and strength again after walking away from this high demand religion. And I also had many people within those support group communities reaching out to me and asking me for advice, asking me for help or thanking me for the things that I had shared and saying how that had helped them. And So it really helped me to acknowledge and see that the life lessons that I had learned from the experiences that I had were meant for more than just me. They were bigger than just me. And so I began the path of life coaching and entrepreneurship to really help people be able to fall in love with themselves, discover who they are, to be able to have healthy boundaries, and through those things, be able to feel comfortable and confident to show up in the world as themselves and not as who they're expected to be by their family, their religion, society, any of those things, just show up authentically as themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Throughout this journey that you have undertaken, what do you feel have been the hardest parts of breaking the cycle of abuse and trauma that you experienced? So I feel like one of the hardest components of this has been to be able to forgive myself, to forgive myself for the things I didn't know, to forgive myself for the ways I behaved that I now see are 
damaging and harmful, the ways that I continued to play out those cycles before I really was able to identify and heal and make changes in them. Specifically, when I was a young new mom and had not done as much healing as I needed to. I'd seen a therapist, but not really done as much deep work as I needed to do. And there are things that I did that I'm not proud of and there I caused harm. And I know that. And looking back, I can see that I was doing the best I could with the tools and the skills I had at the time. And so I'm able to give myself grace and forgiveness, but that's really hard. It's really hard to see times when I maybe didn't treat people with the grace, the kindness, and the respect that they deserve and that they needed because I was not in a space to be able to do that. And so that's probably been one of the hardest things is being able to look at the areas where I wasn't as healed as I needed to be to be able to act in a way that is whole and lifts other people and is respectful and graceful to those that I love the most. Yeah, thank you for acknowledging that because I feel like there are listeners out there that needed to hear that and they can certainly identify with what you said. So, yeah. And through telling your story, even coming on this podcast, talking about what happened and taking ownership of that, how has that helped you in your own healing journey? Yes. So I really was so scared when the realization of the sexual assault kind of all came together to tell that to anybody, because like I said, there was a lot of shame around that. And I found I had recently kind of discovered Brene Brown. And so I'd been learning about the relationship between shame, secrecy, and vulnerability. And so even though it felt a little bit terrifying, and I questioned like, is this really going to help? I chose to share that story with others that I trusted and that had earned the right to hear that. I also joined a like counseling support group for survivors. And so those, it was really helpful. When we speak truth to our story, it helps to release the shame because shame needs secrecy as part of it to continue to survive. And so when you release that secrecy and when you speak the truth, then it helps you to heal. And I found that simply having another person hear my story and continue to show me love, support, and empathy despite my maybe not feeling worthy of that in those moments was incredibly healing. And so I've discovered that as we share with each other the hard things, even if it's somebody who might not be able to empathize, like who doesn't really understand what we're going through, but can show empathy because they know what it's like to feel hurt and pain and who can stand there with you and say, I love you. And I know this is really hard and you're going to make it through is so, so healing. And it really helps you to feel supported as you go through that. And as you take ownership of your story and almost rewrite it, and instead of writing yourself as the victim in your story, you write yourself as the hero. And as you can do that, it helps you to 
feel more comfortable and to be able to give purpose to the pain that you've experienced. And that can be really empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so you talk about using your story as a form of healing and speaking your truth, using your voice. And what are some of the other tools that you have found along this healing journey that helped you heal and that helped you move through the trauma that you experienced? Oh, yes. I love this. So I've been on this journey. I'm 40 years old now. And the first time I saw a therapist, I was 19. So I've been on this journey for quite a while. And I've tried so many different modalities of healing and of healing arts. And not all of them have worked. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it worked for a little while. But then I was right back in that pit of depression and overwhelm and sadness. And so I will say that trying many different things and never stopping, like don't give up just because something doesn't work or because it worked, but then it's not working anymore. Like keep on trying and keep on trying different things. I've done traditional talk therapy. I've done EMDR therapy. I've done hypnotherapy. I've done sound baths. I've done Reiki. I've done, oh my goodness, so many like breath work. I love breath work. That's incredibly healing. Meditation, journaling, like all of these different things can be healing and can be healing in different ways. And so keep looking. The things that I have found that I'm able to bring into my life in a daily basis that help me stay in a space of thriving versus just surviving or being on the verge or in that pit of despair and depression again, that I feel are the most important tools and ones that I love to help people cultivate and develop is self-care. And I cannot underestimate the power of self-care. It is hugely transformational to be able to take a moment every day with the intention of doing something kind and loving for yourself. So to daily perform some act of self-care. And I think there's a little bit of misconception of what self-care is. People often think of self-care and immediately start envisioning massages and pedicures. (laughs) And (laughs) Right? Like those absolutely can be beautiful forms of self care. And I do get massages and pedicures sometimes as my acts of self care, but that's not sustainable. You can't get a massage every day. You can't get a pedicure every day. That's not sustainable. And so you have to look at self care as an intention. So for me, the act that I choose to do is not nearly as significant as the energy and the intention in which I bring into it. There are days where I'm incredibly busy and finding even 10 minutes to sit down and journal might not be so feasible in that really busy day. And so there's been times where something that is kind of a routine part of my day, having a nice cup of chai tea turns into my self-care because I take a moment to take some cleansing breaths to 
acknowledge to myself, I'm going to really enjoy this tea and just do it mindfully and know that I'm drinking this tea because I love it, because it's delicious. And because I want to show myself love, I'm going to enjoy this thing that I enjoy. Or take a moment and just walk outside and stand in the sunshine. And for one minute, just be present with myself and know that I am taking that one minute as a gift to me to show myself love. And so self-care is one of the most important tools that I have been able to discover and cultivate. And also boundaries is something that might not always seem like a tool for healing, but as we get comfortable expressing to others what we need and what we will and will not allow into our lives, it creates so much mental freedom and space for us to be present other areas because we're not having to deal with so much toxic, draining behaviors and interactions. And so I'd say my top two tools to cultivate and to really practice are self-care and boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some very powerful advice there. Absolutely. Now, you have also come up with programs and services of your own to help people coming out of your story. And do you want to go over some of the things that you offer so listeners can get a feel of how they connect with you in their healing journey? Absolutely. I've created a free self-care and journal workbook that people can find on my website and download. And it'll take you through some introspective questions to kind of journal on to kind of help you maybe get in tune with yourself a little bit more, as well as some good guidance and suggestions for self-care. And so that's free on my website. Anybody can grab it. And I have been offering monthly classes that are either free or low cost on different topics to help people kind of get a little bit of education around things that they can do and ways that they can work on their growth and their healing. We've covered topics like intuition and releasing what people think of you boundaries. So I just like to kind of touch on topics that people will find really helpful. And I also have a one-on-one coaching program called Authentic You, in which I walk people through really discovering who they are, falling in love with that person and cultivating consistent self-care practice and getting comfortable with boundaries, understanding what they are and how to implement boundaries in their life in a way that is loving and kind and really helps people to show up as themselves and kind of release this fear of what people are going to think of you when you really are just authentically yourself. I also have a program that I can bring into corporate settings or work or like conferences for bringing vocal empowerment into the professional workspace or helping. I can also utilize that in my coaching program if maybe your emphasis is on your professional growth and development to really help utilize bringing in more storytelling and vocal empowerment into your business, your career. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
And we will be linking to all of Tarina's offerings in the show notes as well. And so be sure to check those out on how you can connect with her directly. And this has been another incredible episode. And thank you so much for sharing your story and your message today, Tarina. I really thank you for your time today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure and I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please subscribe, share on social media and leave us a review. And be sure to get your copy of our brand new ebook called Break Free. Sending you love and courage and see you next week. Until then, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and the Journey blog.